0: What a shame perhaps we'll get to have a look at it later but yes the chosen translation or the version of um, so many of the bible stories is just beautiful I wonder how you remember things I know as I'm getting older I'm becoming more and more forgetful and I have endless lists I have a pile of things at my door so that I almost fall over them before I exit to make sure I take them with me My car is full of things that I need to take to places or return to people. I wonder, how do you remember things? Today I'm going to share with you you some things that I think we need to remember. For some of you, it will be nothing new. And those who are home online, this is not your excuse to go and get a cup of tea. I want you to stay with me because it's really important. For some of you, you may never have heard what it means to have a call from Jesus. But today, I'd like to remind you about some really, really important things. I wonder, how do you remember? In 2 Peter, this is what Peter says. So I intend to go on and on reminding you about all of this. I'm going to go on and on this morning, even though you know it and you've been firmly established in the truth, but it seems right for me to stir you up with a reminder. This morning, I want to remind you about some really important things. And as we've been talking about breathing, breathing in, breathing out, and taking the time to recalibrate to relook at our lives as we come out of this COVID space, this lockdown space, when we start to think about what's important, what's not important, what do I keep, what do I drop, what do I pick up, what do I leave? I want to remind us of some of the things that Jesus says is really, really important. But before I start, how about we pray? Please join with me or feel free to listen in. Dear Jesus, we look at our world at the moment and wonder what is going on. The rumblings of a war, floods in our own country where people have lost a lifetime of belongings, precious things, who have left with only a backpack with what they can carry. And God, as our world shakes, as we notice two public people whose lives ended quickly and unexpectedly. We feel that the foundations of our world are wobbling and a bit shaky. But Jesus, you are secure. You are like a stone, a rock, that's a firm foundation. And you call us to follow you. So Jesus, as we take a look at this passage, I pray that you would speak to each one of us. Whether we've known you for a long, long time or whether we're just checking you out and having a look in, Jesus, would you speak to each one of us this morning, I pray. Amen. We are seen by God. As I read this passage to you from the, from the book of Matthew, I'd like you to take note of the different ways people are seen. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax office. Follow me, he said to him. And he rose up and followed him. When he was at home sitting down to a meal, there were lots of tax collectors and sinners there who'd come to have dinner with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus heard them. It isn't the healthy who need a doctor, he said to this, it's the sick. Go and learn what this saying means. It's mercy I want, not sacrifice. My job isn't to call upright people, but to call sinners. You see, people were seen by Jesus. Matthew was seen by Jesus. Matthew was a tax collector. So in that time, he was a person that nobody liked. Firstly, they didn't like him because he was one of the authorities. And secondly, they didn't like tax collectors because they ripped people off. Not only did they collect the taxes, but they collected extra. They put it in their pockets. So they were known as deceitful, as dishonest, as untrustworthy and nobody wanted to be a friend of a tax collector. And I can't help but to wonder whether they found themselves trapped in this situation, this this habit of deceit and deception, that perhaps he couldn't get out of that place. And one day, as he's in his booth, sitting there wondering what's going to happen, Jesus walks by, calls him by name, and says, Matthew, come, follow me. And in this passage, in the book of Matthew, we believe that Matthew is the author. He writes his own story. He pens his story of Jesus calling him. Now, in the book of Matthew, his story fits between a whole lot of miracles. He sits between the story of the paralyzed man that gets dropped through the roof, you know, the friends that bring him and they put him in right in front of Jesus, and suddenly a paralyzed man gets up and walks. And on the other side of his story of being called by Jesus is the bleeding woman who touches the gown of Jesus who's healed and then the official's daughter who dies and Jesus raises her back to life. So incredible miracles are happening in this book of Matthew. And in between these miracles, Matthew pens his own story as if to say, this is just as good, this is just as exciting This is so much a miracle, Jesus calling me a tax collector? Why would he call me? Matthew wants us to know that this is a miracle of being called by Jesus. His calling is equally as spectacular as somebody walking, as somebody being healed or somebody coming back to life. Matthew was seen by Jesus. Jesus calls him and he stands up and follows him. In the clip that we didn't see, there's a line in it and Jesus says to Matthew, get used to different. And Matthew goes, hang on, hang on. Jesus says, come on, I'm going back to your place. And Matthew goes, I don't do that sort of thing. And Jesus goes, you do now, get used to different. You see, Jesus called Matthew and changed him. With, there's another story in the Bible by, like, by another, another tax collector by the name of Zacchaeus. Do you remember Zacchaeus? That song? was a very little man, a very little man was he. He climbs into a sycamore tree so he can see Jesus. He's another tax collector that Jesus notices and calls. And Zacchaeus changes as well. Zacchaeus sells half his property, gives it to the poor, and then he says, every single person I ripped off, I'm going to pay back four times as much money. Something happens when we see Jesus. Something happens. We change. We become different. You see, Jesus called me when I was five years old. And the more I think about it, I go... How did that happen? How did a little girl of five years old recognise that Jesus was an amazing friend to the point that I went, I'm going to be his friend back? It was that simple. But gosh, it was significant. It's probably one of my earliest memories of just going, I want to be Jesus' friend and I'm going to follow him. And it has changed my life forever. But it wasn't the only calling I got from Jesus. There's been many, many steps along the way. Um, Just like um, was shared this morning about going into the prison ministry, it was a calling. We get called to do different things. We get called in different ways to be involved in God's kingdom, in God's ways here on earth. But an encounter with Jesus changes us. Things are different Not only for those around us, but things are different for us. And we need to get used to the different. Let me just go back one. I've just joined what's called a Lent knit-along. Now, it sounds pretty strange. I don't know if any of you do um, Lent, which is really preparing for Easter, 40 days of preparation before we hit Easter, and we're in it now. So quite a few other denominations will do fasting, like you go without your favourite thing. Well, I got sent this link to a a Lent knit-along with women in the UK. Well, I'm a bit of a knitter, I like knitting, and I thought, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I don't know what I'm knitting apart from it's a cushion cover apparently but it's sort of secret so you don't know what it looks like and you, you get a reflection to read and then you, you're supposed to reflect and knit a few rows as you go. I'm way behind I've even passed my knitting on to my mother to say could you do the knitting bit and I'll do the reflecting bit because I'm, I'm just a bit too far behind but we're not doing very well are we mum, we're, we're a long way behind. But the interesting about thing about this um, devotion, the woman who's written it, she says, I'm a little bit sick of grumpy people for 40 days who've given up their favourite thing. Like, you know, people give up chocolate or maybe they give up alcohol or f- different things like that. Well, her suggestion is a bit different. She says, why don't we fast from things that damage us? Like excessive commitments, overachieving unhealthy attitudes or old resentments. And I thought, what a good idea. This is some of the change that happens when we meet Jesus. So I've started my Lent knit along and I've been thinking about something I want to change. Now, I'm going to be very personal with you here and tell you what I'm going to change. It's not pretty, but it's real. I don't know about you, but Centrelink is not my favourite place or people to talk to. Does anybody else just get uptight when you've got to go to Centrelink or when you've got to call them and you get that music and that music just goes, oh my goodness, and you often have to listen to it tinkering in your ear for 40 minutes because that's how long you have to wait before you get to talk to someone. Well, I've done a lot of Centrelink calling, Medicare calling, aged care calling, um, BAPT care aged care calling, Lots of calling, haven't we, mum? We've been sorting out lots of things. And to be honest, I become pretty ugly at the other end of the phone. You know, they want a document, and I say, I've sent the document. They go, it's not the right document. Well, actually, it is the right document. It's the only one I've got. Well, it hasn't uploaded properly. You know that sort of cycle you get into those situations, and then they cut you out, and then you haven't got the right password because... The password in Centrelink is different to the password in Medicare. And it, it just does things to my head. And then I really blow it. I really blow it because I ask for my email. You know what my email is? Bronwyn at New Community. And I go, heck. <laughs> I have just been the most obnoxious caller today, probably the worst person they've spoken to, and I've just told them that I'm part of new community. And often they go, oh, what's that? <laughs> Gulp. Oh, nothing. And I realise that, hey, I, I'm not really being a great representative of who Jesus is. So my Lent knit along, reflection, what I'm working on is to be much calmer, to be the nicest person they talk to when I call the nicest person they speak to. Because you know what? When I meet Jesus, <clears throat> and when I ask Jesus to change my life and for his spirit to live in, within me, I'm different and I'm better. Not because of me, because of what Jesus does and what he wants to do in my life. Because when we look at this passage, not only did Jesus see Matthew and call him, He noticed him. He cared about him and he said, Hey, come follow me. But there's some others who saw too. And this was the Pharisees. You see, when suddenly Matthew the tax collector comes home, gathers all his mates and the sinners. It's interesting that they're combined together, the tax collectors and sinners. They're all one bunch. But when they gather together for dinner the Pharisees, the religious leaders are mumbling and they go, what's this? What's going on here? Why, why, why does he hang out with these sort of people? You know what? I want people to ask, why? Why do you do that? I want to live a life that people say, Why do you act like that? Why do you go into a prison? That's a scary place. Why do you waste your day driving all that way, hanging out with criminals, and then driving all the way back? Why would you bake biscuits for criminals? I want people to ask us that why. Why would you hang out in the rain and dig holes? when you could have a weekend and do something you want to do. You see, Jesus wants followers of him to live in a way that people ask why. He doesn't want us to be a mystery. He wants us to be public so that we get to be a witness of who Jesus is. And you know what? Maybe you haven't met Jesus yet. Maybe you haven't sensed that call. And maybe there's some Christians that haven't lived the perfect life because we don't. And maybe you've seen some bad examples of Jesus. I've been that at times. I know. But you know what? Jesus says, I want to call you because I've seen you. And what's more, I want you to live a life that people ask why. Then Jesus says to them, it's not the healthy that need a doctor. He said, it's the sick. Go and learn what this means. You know what? Jesus didn't wait for the sick to come to him. He took the, the idea of a doctor and sick people and put it into the spiritual realm. And he said, it's not the people who are well that need a doctor. It's the people that are sick. And Jesus doesn't wait for them to come to him, but rather... He does house calls. He goes to them. He finds them and he calls them. And he says, come to me. Come to me. And then he says, it's mercy I want, not sacrifice. My job isn't to call upright people, but to call sinners. You know what? (laughs) We're all sinners. None of us are perfect. But Jesus calls us. He calls all of us. Maybe he even calls some prisoners to come back to him. Maybe he calls some farmers whose farm has been burnt out. Maybe he calls ordinary people just like you and just like me because he wants to do an amazing thing in our lives to change us for the better and to use us as a witness of him in this world. You know, sometimes when I think about how Jesus works... I go, I don't know that it's such a good plan. Fancy using a motley bunch like us to show the world what Jesus is like. It seems a bit ridiculous at times, doesn't it? But his plan hasn't changed. It's always been this way. His plan has always been to use ordinary people just like you and just like me. But he calls us to come to him. He calls us And he changes us from within so that we can be a witness, an example of what his kingdom looks like on earth. He asks us to bring his kingdom from heaven to earth. And in this wobbly wobbly space, in this place where our world is now, do not people need to see Jesus and to see something that's secure, something that doesn't change. We're called to be people of mercy. Mercy is a love that responds to human need in an unexpected or unmerited way. I don't know if you've seen this story, it's been floating around. There's a little video here. This is a Russian soldier who was captured in Ukraine. And these women gave him a hot cup of tea. They gave him some homemade Something, I don't know what it is, something Ukrainian, a bread or a pancake. And this woman with purple hair let him FaceTime his mother in Russia to tell her that he was okay. (coughs) Is that not mercy? I reckon if I was in Ukraine, I would want to do more than FaceTime his mother. She may not be a Jesus follower, she's probably not, but this is mercy. Jesus calls us to be merciful, to act in a way that people go, What? Why? Why would you do that? Because it makes a difference. It makes a difference in people's lives. New community, there's some amazing things that you do. In acting in a way of mercy or bringing cups of water to people. Let me give you an example. New community, last year you cooked 1,645 meals for people at our community meals program, just last year. And some of you out there cook a batch of potatoes every week. Some of you cook cupcakes or beautiful cakes. That are not just, oh, I'll throw something in, but they're beautifully decorated. They're delightful. That's mercy. It's showing people who care. Because Jesus cares about the people who are on the margins. It's as if he goes, no, 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 don't stay out there. Come on in. You're important. Come on in. We had a guy turn up to community meals this week because we've just started sitting down again rather than doing takeaway meals. And he marched in and he said, hello, everyone, I'm back. And we looked at him and went, I don't remember who he is. Who is he? And we went, great, so good to have you back. Come on and grab a cup of soup. Come and sit down. And this is what Jesus did. He's pulling in tax collectors and sinners and prostitutes and adulterers and he's bringing them in and he's bringing them in and he's bringing them in. He says, come on, you're welcome. You're not on the margins anymore. You're in the centre. Come on in. Come on close. And then there's a the heel clinic. We've got some people that just love, love, love and love every person that walks in that door. Someone does manicures. Someone cuts toenails. They just love. Someone does a bunch of flowers and they put them on the table every week so that people feel special. Someone teaches a guitar. Some people do a Bible study and lots of people listen. Just listen to their stories and love them. Thank you, new community. That's something that you do. And then we've got our our little op shop, haven't we, Joe? Where a whole lot of people come in, sort through bags of clothing. I think we're one of the only op shops that's still collecting donations. Everyone else has said, enough, enough. We go, oh, bring them in people that sort for hours keep, throw keep, no, in order to fund things in our community in order to give to people that are in need thank you new community you show mercy and then there's another little group of people that go out to uh, an aged care centre Mari plays the piano we've just been able to come back four of us Every second Thursday, we go to Lions Bray and run a little church service for people who can't go out to church anymore. Some of them have dementia. They can't read. But guess what? They remember the hymns. They sing along in the hymns because Jesus says, you're important. Come on in. Come on close. Thank you, new community. That's something that you do too. These are just a few stories, and I'm sure all of you have lots of stories of perhaps nobody else knows about, but you do. Maybe it's a conversation with a neighbour. Maybe it's the lawn you mow. Maybe it's the person that you, you gave a lift to the station. New community, how about we be people that are called by Jesus, that are changed by Jesus, and that are seen by others, so that we have a chance to tell people what Jesus is really like. I'm wondering what your response today might be. If you've never heard the call from Jesus, it's great. Put your hand up and follow Jesus. And if you're interested in doing that, please come and talk to me this morning or somebody who's perhaps brought you along Maybe you're someone who responded to Jesus a long time ago, but you've gone a bit stale. You've lost the spark. It's not so exciting anymore. Maybe you'd like to say again, Jesus, I want to hear your call on my life. I want you to use me in this world to be a reflection of you. Maybe we need to see people like Jesus sees people, because when we see people like he does... It's not so hard to show mercy because we see them with his eyes. Maybe you need to ask God, where are you at work? Where do you want to join me? Not all of us can go into the prisons, but maybe there's something that Jesus wants you to do. Ask him, what is it for me? Where do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? And let's live in a way that people ask, why? Why do you do that? let's show mercy I have a quirky little thing to remember because I'm forgetful this is my favourite f- perfume and I'm not doing an ad but it's Eternity by Calvin Klein, I've gone through one bottle, I got a second bottle for Christmas, thanks Troy and I love it because this is what I do of a morning to remind me, I go Jesus, help me bring eternity to earth today. Jesus, would you give me the eyes to see people like you see people? Would you change me so that I can be a good reflection of who you are to this world? May I be an example of you so that people ask, who is that God that you follow? Why do you do that? Jesus, may I be a person that shows mercy to everyone I come in contact with. Not for me to look good, but for God to look good, because he is good. And I was called by Jesus at the age of five. How privileged am I? I've got something to share. I've got something to tell. So this morning... eternity over all of you and pray. Dear Jesus, take each person in this room to a closer place with you. May they sense your tap on their shoulder, your call to bring them close. And Jesus, may you put each person in this room in exactly the right place you want them to be. May you run them into people down the street. May you run them into old friends. May you just by your coincidences use them every single day to bring your kingdom from heaven to earth. Jesus, thank you for the privilege that we get to be your mercy bringers. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your change